0: It
1: up. Webbing the right wave high.
0: Living in the moment. Whoa.
1: Yeah, I, I think we should totally um put that a little less loud.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a
1: good intro. It's a good intro. Good
0: intro, good outro. So uh hey people. Hello Golden Craft Cast. We're doing a remote episode today. Because uh-huh. um, you know, life. You know, what are you going to say?
1: Manny smells. I don't want him near me. So that's what we're doing. Uh,
0: That is also (laughs) false news, but I'm glad to entertain it. Um, We're here for a reason, and the reason is Golden Craft Cast. Welcome to our returning listeners and to those who might be new to Golden Craft Cast. This is the podcast where craft beer and culture meet. We talk about the four pillars of culture. Well, things that we like to talk about, basically. Video games, music, movies and TV, streaming, all that good stuff. And, of course, technology. What would we be without it, right? So we do a bunch of these episodes, and every episode we do, we always like to pair it with a beer. Now it's getting a little crazy because, you know, it's the end of the year and all these new beers are about to come back next year. So I think for this one... We're just going to kick it with some stouts, I think, for this one. We got a nice 22 each, and uh, we're going to give you guys a nice, um, you know, nice little review on each of these beers. Um, but uh, before we start w- with the beers, we always like to, um, you know, introduce ourselves. My name is Mr. Smaski Fresh, and over there we have Mr. Mr. Dries. There we go. Uh-huh. Can you turn yourself up a little bit, bro? Yeah. You're a little bit low. I guess. That sounds good. Okay, sounds there we good? go. That, okay.
1: sounds, that sounds nice. Talking about Sergio Reese, I, on my way to the liquor store. Actually, when I was like at the liquor store, uh, they brought uh, one of the guys brought me up, and then he he checked for my ID, and then uh, he said something, and I was like, "What was that?" And then he said, "We have the same name," so I met another Sergio Reese.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's really freaking cool. I have never met anyone like that. Was that a like Ramirez that? or what?
1: Yeah, that was Ramirez. And I was just like, oh. huh. I think it was a new guy too, because uh, I never seen him before.
0: <laughs> hey, we're in now. Uh huh. He's got your name. He can't. He can't deny you now. Whatever. You know. I guess. So it's we were we were spitballing on a bunch of different episodes for today, um, and we ended up landing on a very niche piece of holiday culture obviously we're moving into christmas time we're getting a little holiday spirit in us uh we already started with some stouts last month we had the delicious delicious one of my favorites this year this leches choco veza a couple weeks back uh check that one out that was our nft and uh astral world episode we ended up doing with our good friends edgar and our other family member uh memo Guillermo. you know he had some good information on nft so check that one out if you're interested in any of that music um so we were spitballing and you know we what did we end up landing on surge this little niche niche piece of culture here
1: Niche piece of culture well uh we kind of went back and forth whether we should do this one and honestly it's just like uh I guess I would call it like a little genre but there's not that much but I would say I don't think the quality is that great <laughs> in, in these types of movies. And we're talking about horror, Christmas horror movies.
0: <laughs> Christmas horror movies, oh, baby. God. There's a lot of interesting ones that we got to touch up on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was actually watching one today that I didn't even think about until uh, I saw it on Disney Plus, which was Edward Scissorhands.
1: Yeah. It is. You know,
0: that's kind of touching and kind of like the horror realm as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it we're is. talking about movies like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we did talk about this last year, and I did consider it like a Christmas movie because, you know, it takes place around yeah. Christmas most of the time.
0: Another great movie that we're going to be talking about today is Gremlins. Gremlins. We all know some gremlins out there. Maybe they're your niece and nephew. Yeah. Maybe they're your children. <laughs> Maybe they're your neighbor. Who knows? But yeah. we all have them,
1: right? Yeah, we all have them. We can't feed them at a certain time and they get all... <laughs> you, give a kid,
0: you give a baby soda, he's going to run circles around you. Let me yeah. tell you, it's not a good idea.
1: I think that was the metaphor they're trying to get at.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what else?
1: Um, I mean, the two that we're going to talk about, I mean, I saw two movies. One was called The Lodge and that came out like two years ago. And then another one mm-hmm. is Anna and the Apocalypse. And that's like a, a zombie horror and it takes place around like Christmas time
0: and stuff. So it's like...
1: <laughs> okay,
0: cool. Um, the other one that I was going to talk about, one of my favorite ones... Okay, obviously we're talking about a lot of movies today, but like... Yeah. I mean, these are obviously like really... The ones he's talked about right now, I don't really know too much about, but there's one that just came out in 2019, I believe, which is one of my favorites. 2015? Wow, Krampus.
1: Krampus. Of course, we got to talk about Krampus. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about and, Krampus before, but...
0: And Krampus <laughs> is... A, it's a whore, it's a and it's funny, and it takes place around Christmas. Yeah so it's kind of touching all the marks that were that were I loving mean, the up myth on of the today.
1: campus is around christmas time so you know yeah of around course, christmas it's, like, yeah. it's a horror it's a hotel for uh, around the christmas time so that's what we are basically go yeah going that's for basically I mean, horror already it. incepted into like a culture already you know
0: and i love the fact that um a lot of the like characters or like the things that were killing we'll get into it later but like they actually took a lot of reference from Tim Burton movies. Yeah. You know, and for Christmas toys and stuff like that. So oh, we'll got? get into that right now. And um, before anything, you know what we do, baby?
1: The beers.
0: Cheers to the craft. Cheers. So So uh, I got, got this new. Uh, this is the first time I've tried it. It's a little keg. <laughs> right? But it's a bottle opener. Oh, so shit. It's supposed to be a push top. You just push it. So let's see if it works. goes
1: like... T- is it, like a, is it like a little stamp? Like it presses over?
0: Hey! Look at that. What do you know? Look it at like, that.
1: <laughs> it like kind of disappeared. It has a little magnet on it.
0: So it doesn't fall off.
1: Yeah, ay, ay.
0: Beautiful. I got a nice... And obviously, we're talking about uh, Christmas here. One of the references is always leaving cookies for Santa, isn't it? Uh-huh. So we got the uh, Brewer's Dozen Imperial... Cookie, what is that? Stout, baby. It's a cookie stout. It's a stout. Let me go get a cup real quick. Go ahead and introduce your surge.
1: Yes. So I got this. Hold up. For the visual, it is peppermint, peppermint bark, yeti. It is from. It is from Great Divine Brewing Company. I'm so sorry, and. I mean, I just saw this at the store and I was like, okay, Christmas theme. Also, the Yeti. I mean, you can see the Yeti as like a horror creature in some sense.
0: Very snowy character.
1: Yeah, I said very scary character. No, oh, wait, what the fuck did well, I say? Well, also
0: snowy. <laughs> you know, he lives in the snow. We I can't forget Some that.
1: of them. Some of them, I guess.
0: Alright. This is the first time we've tried two different beers.
1: Yeah. Well, actually. I think. The last time we did a Zoom was uh, when you went on vacation, and we did oh, yeah. try two different beers.
0: That was a good one. That was one of my favorite ones, honestly. Yeah. So this one's from Karl Strauss. This is the Brewers' Dozen one. I'm just finishing Dozen. up my own analysis on the outside, the logistics. It's a ten point five. Um, let me see what it says on the on the side. There's a whole little speech. It says, "Twas the night before bottling day, and all through the brewing house." Not a beer drinker was stirring, not even Carl Strauss. J.K., we're actually very busy getting the 12th and final installment in our 12-day series of holiday beers ready for you. Brewer's Dozen Imperial oh. Cookie Stout is a whiskey barrel aged and brewed with cocoa nibs and vanilla beans. Inspired by warm cookies, fresh from the oven, this bold beer has notes of gooey chocolate, dark caramel, and bourbon. Who needs milk? This year we're dunking cookies in beer. I love cool. that. That's, that's a nice paragraph right there. Thank you guys. Carl Strauss. Carl Strauss. Uh, I'm
1: trying to read. I'm trying to see. It's. uh... this? Is- as the temperature drops, you wax the runners on this sled while visions of. I can barely read it. <laughs> Hold on. Just keep going. I'm going uh, to turn up my lights a little bit.
0: Visions of balls. Vision of balls. through his head. Visions of gingerbreads drinking their booze. And visions of candy cane mugs. And handles too. I don't know. I'm just making shit up here. Oh, my God.
1: Of course you're making shit up.
0: hmm you know what? It smells like whiskey more than cookies. Let me tell you that. Yeah. You think fresh baked cookies, you think like maybe some some warmth, but it's just woo. it's just got the got the whiskey in it. Beer from here. Carl Strauss. All the way at the tip of California on the south.
1: The tip. Whoa. Alright. How we doing there, bud? Alright. Definitely got this brighter. And where was I? Oh fuck it. I'll start over. As the temperature drops, you wax the runners of this of his sled. Whose sled? Whatever. While the visions of bold imperial stouts stance in his head. When the sleigh bells ring and the first flakes of snow begins to fall peppermint bark yeti is the antidote to the winter's bitter pall the inclusion of peppermint chunks vanilla chocolate and lactose rounds out the roastiness and bitterness normally associated with yeti making for a sweeter holiday-themed version of our legendary Imperial Stout. I guess that's nice. Tubular. Tubular, man.
0: I mean, it just wants to give you a warm feeling inside.
1: Yeah. Like you're being
0: read a book by your... It's getting all seasonal
1: and just, you know, making it, giving it that vibe that, you know, you should shut in and just enjoy this beer. Shut
0: in. Speaking about shutting in, that's what they did in the Krampus, am I right?
1: Yep, totally. And they went into a different dimension. It's weird. Should we
0: talk about Krampus first? Yes. Since we already kind of talked about it. Wait, cheers, I by
1: wanna the ta- way. I wanna, yeah, cheers. I want to talk about this beer. Because as soon yeah. as I opened it, the aroma just, just like went around. And I'm just like, oh, shit. It's like roasted yeah. coffee, and you do smell the peppermint. You do fucking really? smell it
0: Yeah See in mine Like I said I don't Ooh. really get any Bakery kind of notes But I get whiskey And the whiskey makes me Like my nose feel warm mm. It's a big contrast From the little pretty the Cold glass
1: Yeah It's pretty sweet it's Very coffee noted Vanilla The taste of Obviously peppermints Like not minty It's not like Fresh off like that but it's just yeah. very, like, it, the taste is very much there. And you get those hints of, like, um, of nuts, roasted nuts. I'm,
0: get, I'm getting the cocoa nibs flavor. Um, roasted, kind of. The barrel age is definitely there. I've only taken a couple sips, and I'm just like, whoa, I'm, I'm already taking back for reals. Like, I can feel that 10.5 creeping. Yeah. For sure.
1: The peppermint um, in the back. Mm-mm.
0: It's dark. Yeah. it's like super dark music. it's just dark too look. <laughs> you can't even see that behind it oh yeah. shit look we're drinking some coca colas
1: we're drinking some coca colas I'm gonna stay up all night I'm gonna turn into gremlins ourselves
0: mm. alright we'll give ourselves a little update later on what do you think about the uh, packaging on yours
1: the packaging what do you mean Yeah, man, he's gone already. But this beer is really fucking... It's an interesting beer. It's, like, really, like... The aroma's so fucking strong on this one. It's just, like, as soon as they open it, it's just like, ooh. It's just really sweet for a style. I mean, some stouts are pretty sweet, but this one's like, ooh. The sweet round top, and then the aftertaste is like peppermint. It's like, ooh. Oh, you feel it all throughout ring the whole way. I
0: camera went off. Ha. Bruges does it, man. I'm telling you that they definitely got the whiskey barrel part right on this. Yeah. Um, this is the 89th. Oh shit! This is the 89th year. That's crazy. 90 years. 89th. Oh. Whew. Let's give an update on that. All right. Uh huh. Well, should we move into the top two scenes of uh, Krampus? Or should we give ourselves a little pep talk first?
1: Krampus at all? Thanks. Just
0: kidding. Oh, I love Krampus. All right. Krampus was basically. The story
1: of. I was just kidding. I just don't know what my top two scenes will be in that movie because I haven't seen it. Okay. I think like the I remember the beginning, just like you know.
0: Let me see what happens.
1: The background of that.
0: I'm gonna play the trick. Can we put play the audio from the trailer?
1: Uh yeah, it's actually. We just have to talk over it, (laughs) or speak over it. Well, honestly i could actually
0: screen share oh god can you hear that no can you hear that no i can't you. Hey, oh my god post disabled 10 percent of this sharing. episode
1: is us having difficulties and waiting for beers to be pulled
0: through <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year being played and it's like a granny kissing his son. Yeah.
1: I can't and hear it. hey,
0: everybody's cool. here for Christmas. Oh, I dropped the pack. And it all the way in. Oh, it's a hand that's being pessimistic. And then here comes the dad just trying to get along with the husband.
1: hmm Well, we can't see and this. Dad's
0: so this drinking. Is, this is in is the corner. Intriguing. Oh, the kids start fighting. <laughs> Uh-oh. People can't see what He ripped up his describing. Santa Claus letter. He threw it in the wind. Ooh, it got swept up in the wind. Huge storm comes in. Power goes out. No electricity anyway.
1: And here goes brother-in-law and sister-in-law
0: fighting. Kids are freaking out. I'm just like imagining what the
1: I'm imagining what the song of the children is like.
0: Dun Oh, there's packages coming in through the roof. Looking in the attic for things. Uh oh. He sees you when you're sleeping.
1: He sees you when you're Uh-oh.
0: awake. And the granny's telling a tale now. Oh, a hook's dropping down from the chimney. He's gonna eat your Here comes a mom with an
1: axe. <laughs> His, His
0: name is Krampus.
1: Yes, man. He's describing the trailer to you guys. That's
0: basically <laughs> it. Um, so, I mean, Krampus. 2015. Let me tell you one of my favorite scenes of this movie. Can we do the top 2 music?
1: Yeah, sure. I guess. You make it a laugh? I mean Are we going to do top 2 top 2 movies? Top 2. Top 2. Top 2 movies? Yes.
0: Top 2. Oh, the top two. Yeah, I obviously
1: I chose 2. Top 2
0: all right i guess i'll talk about
1: krampus i know you would i was actually expecting that go ahead describe krampus to the people
0: well i just kind of did the trailer you know (laughs) but um you know uh there goes the horns Mm mm-hmm
1: Krampus is here, but yeah, Krampus is a uh, come on 2015. A lot of freaking, obviously a lot of freaking um, good actors were in it. It was just like a line of them. I think. Right. Was in it. Wait, who's in this movie exactly? Um, the
0: cast of Krampus. Let me see. A lot of famous people, actually. Yeah, I know. Um,
1: it is... I know... Uh, what's his name?
0: I'm looking it up right now. I just forget the names. You know I'm terrible with the names.
1: I'm good with names. Sometimes.
0: The cast, Adam Scott.
1: Adam Scott. From Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Tony Collette.
0: Tony Collette from hereditary
1: yeah
0: um even alison tolman yeah as linda i don't know that guy david (laughs) koshner as howard and david koshner is that one guy you know him
1: yeah even conchata farrell was in this damn
0: uh conchata farrell you know she's like uh the one from three and a half men right
1: two and a half men
0: yeah, two and a half, man. There you go. Yeah. Three and a half. It's a um, and then there's also the Krampus. Yeah. Seth Green's.
1: Seth Green was his lumpy. Movie. And Justin Roiland was, of Rick and Morty fame. He was his
0: lumpy. As, as, as Lumpy. He was the voice of Lumpy. Yeah.
1: Justin Roiland, that's of crazy. course. He was clumpy. He Luke was uh,
0: hawker as Krampus. Rick and Morty fame. That's so, pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Um, so just... yeah, definitely really cool movie. Had a really cool poster, um, really cool special effects scenes. Um, basically, once they get snowed in and everything like, once the kids get snowed in, you could see like the Krampus, like the shadow of the Krampus, like going over and jumping from roof to roof. And I love that part because you could just like hear all the chains and like everything, like that. He's, has on him and like he just leaps literally from like roof to roof yeah. and there's a scene um <sighs> fuck this is probably one of my favorite scenes i gotta say this one it's a scene top? where the girl is like um <laughs> she's gonna go check on the boyfriend or something like that down the street like oh yeah well like well are, are you sure you're gonna let her go and they're like it's calm down now like well we're gonna go ahead and let her go and like she goes and she starts making her way down to her boyfriend's house and like three or four houses away or whatever starts running down, and then she sees, like, the silhouette of, like, Krampus on the roof. Yeah. And then after that, like, she moves up to another car, and then she sees, like, the silhouette jump to another rooftop. And then it's, like, basically, like, following her, like, over to the boyfriend's house until she finally gets there. And then she notices, like, like, he's on top of the house. But, like, just the scene of, like, him jumping from house to house, it was really cool to see how – they made his silhouette in the blizzard you know what i'm yeah. saying uh it was really snowy and it was really stormy so you could see like the horns and like the silhouette of him like hopping through and like leaving freaking houses so it was very it was very creepy and eerie to just see that yeah. in like the thick of the white blizzard you know
1: yeah he was like uh he was a monster but honestly that's totally like a vigilante move to do running from roof to roof <laughs> But in this case, yeah. this is the monster just going into that. That's crazy. I mean, I, I do like that movie for it being like a creature feature, and I didn't even—I have never heard of the Krampus until I saw that movie. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good, like even the kids are good actors in that movie. I think. Yeah. Like one of the kids, the main kid, um, what was the main kid's name? Let's see. He played um, Percy and Chef.
1: Oh, wait, was he the MJ, son? MJ,
0: MJ Anthony, that's his name. Oh. But he played a uh, Percy and Chef. Um, Whatchamacallit. We'll call it? Uh, uh, damn, why, why can't oh. I think of his name? Fabro, John Fabro's Favreau. son, and oh. Chef.
1: Oh, it he's was also his in son. this
0: movie. Yeah, yeah. MJ Anthony as Max, and he's like the protagonist character. He's the one that like put gets mad at christmas and rips up his letter and stuff like that yeah i just feel like the whole tone that this movie sets is really interesting because it's like it's christmas but it's modern christmas it's it's not trying to be all jolly and spirited it's not like elf either where it's like a little bit of like magic stuff well i guess in a way there is magic but it's all like horror magic it's like nightmare fuel you know um One of the cool things I really liked about it, well, one of my favorite scenes that really sets the tone of the movie is the opening scene. It's freaking, it's one of the best, like, uh, Christmas scenes I've ever seen in my life. First of all, it's a comedy movie, kind of, so it, like, it's funny. And you get it from the beginning, and it's also, like, a horror movie because, like, dangerous things happen in the beginning. Basically, it's Black Friday. Like, that's what the whole thing is like. They're playing, it's the most wonderful time. Yeah, it's a commentary on Black Friday. And it's just like, (laughs) it's basically like them opening the doors to the store in slow-mo. And just all the havoc ensuing that happens when people shop in the stores on Christmas, for Christmas, on Black Friday, in slow motion while this song is playing. And it's just the most beautiful contrast of just like all kinds of crazy shit going on. And it's like people like the doors open <wh discarding noises> and then the doors open and then just people just get trampled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you see like the people fighting over like a reef. and then you see like another kid, like losing his mom. Like he doesn't know where his mom is. You know, it's just like all kinds of crazy shit, every year. shit that actually happens, <laughs> you know, like, um, It's like people like dropping and spilling like a bunch of stuff and like just making a mess, like someone getting knocked over into like you know a whole rack and stuff like that. It's just really funny and it's like it's really interesting how they ended up doing that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's definitely a commentary on Black Friday, which makes the comedy right there and present. But yeah, yeah, I mean, wait, was that your second scene?
0: Uh, well, that was my second scene. Yeah, okay. was a good. There's a lot of good scenes in that movie. But like, I just got to say for, you know,
1: just go through them real
0: quick. That type of movie for nowadays, it's like that shit is not that it doesn't happen like that enough where it's like a kind of like a reflection in um, modern society's face of like this is how we really are. Yeah. You know. It's like a direct mirror to like society and you're paying to watch it. It's a it. Well, black
1: mirror if you will. <laughs> Could have been a black mirror stuff. Yeah. I remember um did you see the latest season of uh um, Love, Death & Robots? They actually had like a, a Krampus episode on it.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: It was uh, it it, it kind of scared me cuz like I was actually watching like a couple Oh wait, of like no, the, I did see episodes. it And then it's
0: like the little kids, right? Yeah,
1: it's the little kids And then you're kind of like Kind of worried like Oh shit, like w- What's this thing gonna do? And then he just like mm-hmm. hacks up like the present. He's like ah. And he just gives it to him And then he's just all freaked out They're like <sighs> And then they just never ever like I'm pretty sure they never done that um, They're never gonna do that again Wake up in the middle of the night <laughs>
0: I love that. That was so good. And it was such good, like, it it was, I don't think it was stop motion animation. I think they actually did it uh, it with CGI. CGI, yeah. Yeah, Made it look like it was stop motion animation. Speaking of stop motion animation, there is an honorable mention scene I'd like to mention in the Krampus of where, you know, the grandma tells the whole story. Yeah. Right? About, like, the origins of the Krampus and, like, why the Krampus is basically coming after her and her family and she like took one of his bells or something like that and uh like no, her know he she was gifted a bell from him like you're next like i'm gonna come for you oh shit. and um when she was little but the whole story is it's stop motion animation it's all stop motion animation yeah. and like computer generated like a lot of stuff com- composited to make it look really cool and it was one of my favorite parts of the movie because it really um, took you back to like the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stop motion animation yeah. that you're used to watching around Christmas. It took mm-hmm. you back to that kind of realm of childhood, but put it in the light of a scary horror, you know, type um, of movie, which was really dope. It was like a, like that theme o- over it kind of like, you know, Night Before Christmas kind of had that spooky theme. Yeah, um, and Christmas tied into it, but for this one with Krampus and in like having like the German kind of um, holiday tradition tied into that, it made it something original in in its own way, you know.
1: Yeah, it definitely. Well, that's it for almonds. my first one, man. <laughs> All right, uh, any final thoughts on it?
0: Um, keep the fire lit, people. Keep your fires lit.
1: Don't let the Krampus in
0: never let the never let the cold get in
1: yeah don't don't be cold around your family members,
0: <laughs> and also those little gingerbread cookie things were freaking badass,
1: oh, yeah, I forgot about that, <laughs>
0: how they ran around and like tried to kill people. I love that all the little toys and stuff, yeah, good,
1: good show, all right, um guess uh that makes it up to me uh, I just saw this movie last night and I heard about this movie uh, I heard about it like two years ago When it came out But I was kind of curious about it But not really And it's actually made by the same um, It's actually made by Hammer Films Which they pretty much made like the horror Movies like in the 70s Like kind of those B-rated movies Like Dracula with Christopher Lee And you know Some of the Frankenstein movies that they redid And that and yeah they they were a part of this movie well I guess they were the producers of this movie and this movie is called The Lodge and just like the crap it's definitely like a shut in um, type of movie where they're trapped in the house and then it's very much like psychological horror and stuff and I'm pretty much going to go on spoiler alert on this because there's a lot of things that kind of like um, uh, that was kind of fucking trippy because it just like it tells the story of like this family that was they're basically already like split up but the mom's already split up with the dad and then the dad wants to get married with like another um, lady and there's a lot of like uh, mystery around that lady and it just leads up to her mm-hmm. because uh, I guess the mom was kind of devastated that she was going to get married to the uh, to her ex-husband. And so she just like, um, I guess she was just um, suffering from depression or some mental illness. And she just like shot herself. And Oof. the kids, they know like, oh, we know why mom died. And it's because like, you know, the new girlfriend and stuff. And then like a couple months, like six months after towards like Christmas time, um, they just. The dad wanted to get married. Still wanted to get married, and you know, give enough time to like grief, and then just like, okay, well, this is what I still want to do. I want to be married to, um, this lady. So what he does in an effort to like get them along, they go to a lodge that they own, and so they spend like a couple weeks up there. Uh, and the dad has to actually leave the house at one point and then come back for Christmas. Uh, so that's the plan. But I mean. The leading up to, like, the lady, like, you kind of get, like, a uh, sense that, you know, she's not really... Because it kind of threw me off because the kids said, like, oh, this lady is a psychopath. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then even the dad got thrown off. And I'm just like, uh, how would they know you that? You never know. Yeah. And honestly, it's... You kind of do get that sense when you first meet her. And she seemed nice and stuff. And then she's trying her best just to, like, get along with her kid, With its kids. And, you know, in the beginning, they kind of light a shit on her past, the kids, through the dad's computer. And then it turns out, like, she was part of this mass suicide uh, cult. And the leader. Yeah, so she was part of a cult. And it's very ingrained in her. And in the trip, a lot of weird shit started happening. And it's just like, oh, well, who's moving all this shit? Why is there no food in the fridge? Why is the dog missing? And stuff like that. And the kids are like... Looking at each other like... Well, we hear you... Running around... In the middle of the night. And then... She's all like, what? And then... It turns out like... She's kind of sleepwalking. So... While she's sleepwalking... She's also like... Going through her trauma... While she was in the cold... And stuff. And... So much so that... That shit's like... Going into the kids is like... um, Pretty much into their aura. And I'm guessing... Because they don't really tell you straight away, but you kind of get a sense, like, this is actually, like, um, well, you kind of see, like, it's actually affecting them. But I'm also guessing, like, they're actually getting nightmares from this cult that this lady was a part of and stuff.
0: So the cult was sending her kids nightmares?
1: No. her. I guess her trauma, like, her, her whole aura just, like, affect, was affecting, like, the kids... And I'm guessing these kids have never been, like, into religion before. And Mm -hmm. there's some parts where, like, they're basically asking... um, uh, They basically start praying and stuff, praying for their souls, because at one point they do believe that they're dead. And the kid actually questions, like, we can't really get out. Um, Weird things are going on. And what if this is purgatory? And then she's all like, what? what are you talking about? Like, this is not purgatory, this is reality. It's like, how do you know? Cause I could still, I feel cold, I'm hungry, I feel pain. Like, you know, I'm rationalized, rationalizing this. And you know, it's just, um, it's just like really hard to like get along at this point <laughs> because like now it's just like everything that she's it's about, trippy. everything that she's about is actually affecting the kids. So in some sense, like, of course, um, this is like an art house horror type of movie. And I'm getting a sense like, okay, well, the, the trauma that cults affect, they actually do affect like generations and generations. I mean, that's how religion actually gets like um, uh, established through generations and stuff, you know, because it keeps it with the young people and having to, you know, uh, implement that in them and stuff. And without her having to like throw that into them, at their faces, they actually kind of get the sense, like, oh, okay. We kind of know what this, like, uh cult was about and stuff. And it's, like, really weird. Like, fuck. Like, how do they, like, uh, are they inside her head? Like, is all this, like, even happening and stuff? It's just, like, fuck. And, you know, it's, uh... It doesn't end well. <laughs> I'll tell you that much without spoiling too much. And, honestly, I just, uh, like... This movie was, like, kind of something to, like, dive into a little bit. If you want to watch it a second time, just, like, you know. Really? Inter- interpret this shit. Yeah. It's sort of a oh, slow burn of a movie. And it's,
0: like, an hour and a half. But you like Remember it. when we were talking yesterday and I was like, yeah. well, I'll watch this movie and you watch that movie. Yeah. And you got the better movie.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I got the better movie.
0: <laughs> well, I tried to watch. I'm telling you, I tried to watch Black Christmas It was terrible, (laughs) bro. It got okay. I checked today. I didn't even know yesterday, but dude, I was literally falling asleep. Like, it's about it's about sorority girls or whatever, and like, Mm. there's like a killer on their campus and stuff like that. And it was it's a Blumhouse movie, but it was just
1: you know, it's a it dragged. Yeah, it
0: dragged. And and I looked on IMDb today, and it got two point two (laughs) stars.
1: That makes sense. I and mean the it's a got a 6.1 I think it's um it's a remake of a movie and I think they try I think there was a remake in like the mid 2000s but the original yeah. one was like in the 70s and stuff I think
0: Yeah
1: I don't know if I'm wrong about that but I think that's that was the case but yeah I heard it was kind of it was pretty bad <laughs> But I don't know I I would say this isn't a bad movie um you just yeah it it, it's not everyone's it's,
0: it's not 6.1 stars out of
1: 10 yeah it's not actually it's not everyone's like cup of tea but it's sort of like something that you know to consider and um I'll go into my top two scenes because I do remember like um since they're trying to implement like this is a shut-in type of movie Um you definitely get it because they do make like meta commentary when they're watching the thing which is another movie like there's shot in, in a blizzard and then there's this alien creature that imitates like um, a certain person or a creature and stuff and they started watching it and the kids are like cool about it but her she was kind of freaking out about it and she's like oh can we watch another movie and yeah that, and then this, <laughs> and the next movie they watched was fucking Jack Frost with um, <laughs> uh what's his name uh, I think it was called Jack I don't remember but it was the one with, with Bruce Willis it wasn't Bruce Willis. Wait, was it Bruce Willis? Is
0: it the horror one?
1: No, it wasn't a horror. It was like a super Christmas. Like, it's basically um, the dad passed away or something and his spirit goes into a snowman.
0: Yeah, Jack, th- that's the one with Bruce Willis.
1: That was, oh, I thought that was Michael Keenan for some reason.
0: Let me see. Hold on. Let me see.
1: I'm going to look at it too.
0: <laughs> I remember that right now.
1: Yeah, they show a clip of that and I was like, oh my God. I haven't seen this movie in a that's while. That's so but. old,
0: bro. That's 1998, bro. <laughs> Was it Bruce Willis? That's yep.
1: Damn, yeah, it was funny. I was just like, could we watch something Jonathan else? Jonathan
0: Roberts. <laughs> oh, stars! Michael Keaton.
1: It was Michael Keaton. That's right. It was Michael Keaton. you were right. I was right. Look.
0: Fuck! I really cock-sucker. wanted it to be Bruce Willis.
1: <laughs> of course, he wanted to be Bruce Willis. He's a cocksucker.
0: That's a hot. That's a happy-go-lucky movie right there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was the opposite of the thing. I haven't seen that one in a minute. Yeah, I haven't seen them. I think I saw them in the theaters. <laughs> I'm pretty remember sure. Remember he
0: throws the fucking snowballs all fast? And yeah.
1: Shit. I was kind of stupid now looking at it. <laughs> yeah,
0: but then they copied that in the movie Elf, remember?
1: Yeah. I remember. <coughs> oh, now yeah, I'm just thinking nice. of a different Christmas movies. Fucking, I remember Snow Day. Um, It was a Christmas movie with like kids. And all day they were just like oh, having yeah. snow fights. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, that's right. And I remember like, like the so I rented day. the tape.
1: I I rented out the tape and it was like orange for some reason. I was just like, Damn, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of a fun movie. But it was a Nickelodeon movie. Yes, that's why. it was a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, that was that was hella tight. Um, yeah, "Saint from Feeling" Top two scenes. That was one of them, and then the next one, I I would have to say. Um. Uh, so after he said that this is one of the things where I'm just like kind of questioning the reality of this movie and just it goes up to your interpretation and uh, there's this one scene with with the boy uh, the boy is actually the main kid from it the uh, Will the one that, was, uh, that has the starting issue and he's a little bit more grown up on this one and he actually questions, like, if they're in purgatory, if they're dead or not. And the way he did that shit to test out if they're really dead, he hanged himself. And you really see it. And then, like, his sister starts screaming. He's like, um, uh, what's her face? Like, she was bringing in, like, the, the, the girlfriend. And she's, like, telling her, like, oh, he did this. And then he's just, like, hanging from, like, the, um, from the cellar. No, not the cellar, but the attic. And then, and then he's just like hanging right there, and then he just like opens his eyes, and he's like, "It's like I was right. Like, how could this happen if I'm hanging? I should be dead, which means we are freaking dead." And it was just like one of those scenes that just like, "Oh fuck!" Like that was just like, "What the fuck?" Wait, so
0: they were dead?
1: I don't know. It could have been from his imagination or hers. And it could have been, like, you know, another dream. Or it could have been, like, them really being in oh purgatory. God. Yeah.
0: So, like, you don't even know. Like, the audience doesn't really know what's going on in the movie. <laughs> it's up
1: to you. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. It's really, This is a really fucked up movie. And you kind of get the first sense of it as soon as the mom shoots herself. Because you actually see that. And suicide is, like, a big theme in this movie. So it's like... Oof. Uh, oof. Yeah, exactly. Heavy yeah. load. <laughs> and suicide tends to be like a serious issue around this time of year, so I think they're making a, a statement about it. I call that it
0: stress, miss. Stress, <laughs> uh, That's from oh, The Sopranos. Really? Yeah. That's what the psychologist <coughs> says back. to Tony. <laughs> He's know. like ah the amount of pressure we put on ourselves these timely years, I call it stress miss. And Tony's like, Huh, stress miss, that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: that's pretty good. I'll take it up for myself. <laughs> he
0: but, did. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. He uh, did end up saying it later on. <laughs> the thing you take away from people. Fucking Tony, you know who took a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. So um those are my top scenes, I would say. Um I mean just find okay, a way. Sure.
0: Huh? That's cool.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Jack um, Frost, that's a good reference.
1: I mean, final thoughts, it's um, it's a cold movie. And go with it with your own interpretation. Make what you will. And, you know, it's one of those movies that you're going to... You might want to have a discussion with your friends all together and just... Was it you know,
0: about... Was that did it take place during Christmas?
1: Yeah, and it does take a place around Christmas. Because huh. the plan was to, like, you know, be there by Christmas. And stuff, so oh, yeah. so it was like
0: yeah. the family was getting together kind of deal,
1: yeah. Well, technically, they all went into the lodge, and then the dad dropped him off, and then he had to go back to the city for something, and then he was going to come back for Christmas, basically. Oh, shit yeah, sort of like a Hawkeye storyline. Oh, sorry, it's fucked up. <laughs> really? so
0: yeah, hey, I would say uh, that.
1: that's cool. How, how are you feeling on this beer, honestly? It's, uh... I like it. And I don't... I don't... I'm not getting too much of a buzz. Uh, I guess because I've been talking really? a lot.
0: <laughs>
1: so... Because
0: let me tell you something. I'm getting something. You get a little something? I'm getting something.
1: What are you getting?
0: I'm getting a little bit of...
1: Yeah, I don't even know what the alcohol percentages on
0: this one ooh now you know what now I'm getting more chocolatey notes now that it's getting yeah. down to it
1: mine is still persistent I still taste the peppermint as promised so you know it's pretty good um I mean I'm not gonna give it a rating right now I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna going finish that shit I'm gonna finish That's like it. the first one and then I'll go into my second one
0: oh but you know what
1: I gotta check the ratings on it <laughs>
0: What's up? We're going to take a short break right now. In between these, we're going to get a, our pores on.
1: Our pause on.
0: And we'll be right back.
1: All right. Let me show
0: <laughs> And we're back. All right. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, we got a nice giveaway coming up for the holiday season. Jesus. We're going to be giving away a pa- two packs of beers. Okay, check this out. Two packs of beers provided from our good friends at Mr. Keg's in Huntington Beach. They're gonna team up with us on this one. And we're gonna be giving away those beers, some holiday special edition Golden Craft Cast Cups. Yes, some goblets, some holiday goblets. And we're also gonna be giving away some stickers and some decals, maybe a bumper sticker. We'll see what happens. Um, But basically that's the giveaway. Further details to come up, go ahead and follow us on IG at Golden Craftcast, And all the details will be posted up on there. And we're going to be doing a post soon with pictures and everything to show you guys the details. Um, we just want to announce it right now on the podcast for our listeners that are continuous. You know, you guys got to get first dibs. So the first thing that you got to do to be part of the giveaway is to you got to make sure you got to follow Golden Craft Cast. And you also have to follow our good friends, Mr. Kegs, that are doing the giveaway with us. So make sure you have those, two, and you'll be checked off for the three things for the list you need to be part of the giveaway. So go ahead and make sure you're following us and Mr. Kegs in Huntington Beach. Yep, yep. Good looking out to our good friends over there, Judds. Yep. And the other homie. I think his name is Eric. Yeah.
1: It better be Eric. (laughs) Good shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Definitely. Let um, me
0: tell you, this goblet weighs a ton. <laughs> it's heavy.
1: It's a goblet of fire.
0: Isn't that the time? Of, isn't this the time of the year for Harry Potter yeah. like festivals? Is it? i You know what? I'll invite my mom to do the, a Harry Potter like, marathon. She'll love that yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to yeah. keep doing the Harry Potter movies um, every year. Well, two movies per year. So, yeah, we should be able to finish that shit. Oh, man, I'm so
0: <laughs> sad I wasn't able to do the Harry Potter one. It was a one. fun
1: episode. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I was Peter watching it Eric. live, and I
0: was just like, holy crap. <laughs> They're that all really fucking fun.
1: hilarious. They're all, like, very insightful. That was a really insightful.
0: good episode. They liked it. Oh, yeah. Damn, what episode number is this?
1: This is 72, I believe. 72? Yeah. The Harry Harry Potter one was 69. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, I don't mean to be that guy, but this is episode 69. And we all giggled. (laughs) But yeah, 72 is not that bad either.
0: (laughs) 72, man. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right, then. Let's continue, man. Let's get it rolling with another,
1: another, another, another one. Another set of the... uh, Top twos, so this is your second movie? My
0: second movie, ooh. They're <laughs> making me decide between Gremlins which I love. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. And Edward Scissor Hands.
1: I think Gremlins. Which movie. I love
0: and is also a great yeah. cinematic movie. I mean I watched both recently. Um I didn't get to finish Edward Scissor Hands, but yeah. Um, I gotta say, out of both of them, though, Gremlins would yeah. probably be my pick. Just oh, wait. because is it Gremlins or Kremlin's? Gremlins. Is it Gremlins? So, <laughs> and, and I gotta say this, just because, like, with with Tim Burton movies, you kind of know what you're getting.
1: Yeah.
0: Some kind of suburb. And you're getting some creepy thing that doesn't belong in, like, the regular everyday space. And other people trying to cope with the fact that this uh, thing or being or whatever is not what they're used to yeah. or whatever. Um, uh, or it's, like, basically the normal against the norm. Yeah. You know, like, I'm actually unnormal. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty curious who actually made this movie.
0: Um, so, I mean, you, you kind of get that, like, suburbia in Edward Scissorhands. Frankenweenie. It's also suburbia. A freak accident oh, happens, okay. and a freak comes. In this
1: makes car. sense. I I I knew he was involved somehow, and I was right. Chris Columbus, of Home Alone fame, was the writer of Gremlins. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. Christmas time, a little eerie, and of course. Uh he directed the Harry Potter movies. Of course it's like going into horror and then Christmas time. So
0: Zach Gallaghan, yeah. Howie Mandel's in this movie, <laughs> Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton, which is the dad. Dick yeah. Miller.
1: Don Steele. Uh, Luke oh. Cory
0: Free Corey Feldman is in this movie. He's <laughs> Younger than he than he was when he uh starred in The Goonies. Oh my god. And he played mouth the doctor was glenn truman um let's see there are a lot of old actors in this movie bro no, don't call them old um there was a <laughs> producer that was uh I think, what was her name she also did the star wars movies but she also produced this movie john louis was the chinese boy he played the chinese boy in wait
1: game. she was the producer
0: Uh well I'm looking for the producers yeah one of the producers was linked to uh, Star Wars I think
1: um it's a lady right
0: yes is it Kathleen
1: is it Kathleen Kennedy
0: yeah I think so I think it is okay that makes
1: oh that makes sense oh because it's produced by Spielberg so yeah
0: because of uh the the puppets and stuff like that right
1: uh no it's because um I didn't know this was an Ablin uh because yeah, it's between Spielberg Kennedy and uh her husband Frank Marshall um they all have like the same production company and they mostly make like uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, films but Holy they also shit. make other people's no films shit, too huh? yeah that's cool yeah i, I well, didn't know um, were, this was anland this thing. was
0: definitely one for the books it was Phoebe Cates is also in this one. Oh, huh, yeah the one that played uh, in Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: Music by John Smith.
0: Toy, Toy Story, or Toy Babes in Toyland. She was yeah. also in that with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. It was a weird movie. <laughs> There's a lot of weird movies. Um, but this is also a really weird movie. The premise is basically um, it's the 80s, yeah. and uh, the main character, Billy, you know, his dad goes to china town to go try to sell his product because mm-hmm. he's an inventor yeah and he wants to buy his son something unique for christmas he ends up coming yeah. upon this like old chinese man shop and missed by played by grandfather key luke. luke and basically like he's like the classic you know chinese man with the white beard and the yeah besides yeah um, uh, yeah besides you know, that one eye.
1: yeah besides that one actor chinese actor that's in everything uh, i forget his name but he was in seinfeld and he was like in all these different movies. Uh, I'm going to look him up right now, but yeah, he's, I would say he's like in his league too.
0: Well, basically he's, uh, the dad hears this thing singing in the shop and he's like, I got to have this thing for my son. Yeah. This creature, whatever it is, I got to have it. And he offers the grandfather 200 bucks back in the eighties. Big money, big money, you know? So, um, he ends up going and, um, and basically like buying this thing for his son and the, under the, under the, not orders, the grandpa didn't even want to spell this, you know, this yeah. thing over to the dad because he's like, it's too much responsibility. Mogwai, I found out, translates to demon in Chinese,
1: mm. evil
0: spirit. <laughs> and that's, that's what Mogwai, that's, that's the, um, creature that he ended up buying for his son. So there's three rules that owning a mugwai yep. is never feed them after midnight um never pour water on them and never put them in the light yeah so uh like i love movies first of all that always give you like rules that you yeah. have to follow they set up like rules while you're
1: because they're also setting up like the world of that exactly like
0: that's what this movie did really really well is set up its own world and its own like kind of rules for it so when you see things happen in the movie like it um you have to refer back to that scene in the beginning you know so it's really interesting how that works out yeah and um basically like a lot of puppets were used in this movie a lot of um animatronics like this was the crossover from analog to like analog to digital okay. so this was the 80s so like they used a lot of like animatronics and robots and stuff for the gremlins and like puppets as well and they did like a lot of different um like casting of different mug wise and stuff to give them different facial reactions you could tell like they had to create a whole different being to make them look scared or make him look like, uh, you know, like he was happy and stuff like that. It was two different Mugwise for each one. Oh, so it was like a lot of work to be put into, especially around the 80s, you know. These yeah. things look like furbies when they're Mugwise. But when they <laughs> spill, spill water on them and stuff like that, they <laughs> multiply. So they yeah. become a bunch of different. That's when it gets scary. Well. Yeah. Well, what happens is if, if they get fed after midnight, <laughs> they turn into these, like, little freaking gremlin creatures. They're, like, little, like, green Green big creeps. eyes little
1: horns on them. Just-
0: Yeah, and um, really good, really good. Um, I'm getting it now. Um, So basically, like, you got to remember gremlins uh, to make a reference is a a mechanical thing that will happen, like, if there's something going on in the car, like, in something that is mechanical Mm -hmm. and it's, like, just something that you can't explain that's happening within the park it's just like a mechanical gremlin like it's something that could actually cause um automobiles or planes or something like that to actually crash and like you know like for a collision to happen like mechanical gremlins like it's a thing that mechanics refer to whatever yeah so i noticed in the movie they actually mess a lot of mechanical stuff up like they t- they'll tear up wires. They'll like get into cars and like mess up cars. They're like being gremlins. They're like taking that role on. Yeah. And they're also like getting into like all kinds of crazy like appliances and messing Ooh. the appliances up and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: They made a and, creature uh, for that uh, yeah, for that situation.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's just a really cool, fun movie all around, and it's like super cool how they uh, do the robot. You know, um, Mogwais or the puppet Mogwais and then they mix them up and they give all these different, um, you know, gremlins personalities like each of them has their own personality like there's like the really quiet one and there's the one that's like really crazy and like hanging off the chandelier and then there's the one that's like the boss, you know, and it's like they're basically like like kids yeah well it's not kids it's like it's like a game it's like they, they all have their own little like piece you know yeah, they like, like their horses, personalities you know? like,
1: if you know yeah because there's
0: one scene where mm-hmm. like um kate which is like the the um, love interest of billy in the movie mm-hmm. she ends up she has a lot of different jobs and stuff she's like a hard worker she has like a bunch of different jobs that's a whole trope in the 80s right like working multiple jobs or whatever and um, she's in on Christmas working at the bar, and the gremlins are holding her hostage. This is, uh, this is transitioning into my first good scene right here. Okay. And um, it's just a scene of the bar, and you just see, like, like um, a mogwai, like, in a regular furry form, not in, like, a gremlin form, against the dartboard, being, and, like, the gremlins are throwing darts at him. <laughs> you know so like he's like up against the dartboard like oh like shivering all crazy and then you see like uh around the gremlins are all like having beers and they're like um like hanging on the chandelier one of them's like rocking out like on the piano you know like there's one with like sunglasses on and they're like all wearing like 80s fashion and shit like that and it's like they're just like scattered around the bar and everything is gremlin size like the yeah. cups gremlin size you <laughs> know like sale. everything is gremlin size like they're yeah. playing pool and the pool table is gremlin size and yeah. who knows why but it is <laughs> it's just funny little shit like that yeah. and it's so, just like they're basically like holding her hostage in the bar making, yeah. having her take their orders and shit like that oh
1: my god I mean just talking about personality wise um, they also really um, play with that in the second one Mm-hmm. when they actually have, like, a girl uh, a gremlin.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have a girl gremlin made, in the first it one. That's it where she first yeah, shows up. That's the second They're one. They're having a poker game in the bar. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, someone goes, oh, you're cheating, or something like that. And then the boss, which is the one with the stripes. Yeah. You it know, goes, and he literally whips out a gun and shoots that fool. <laughs> 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 he just blasts them. And then the like lady gremlins like going up to him and like hugging him and stuff like that. It was like, what? Yeah. like this is so eighties. Like it's just off the wall, you know. It's off the wall. And it's like wall, those ladies. other terminology in there that's like, uh, we're talking about metamorphosis and like back in the eighties, like, oh metamorphosis, like that was a new word, and like now that's like a word that everybody knows, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It is interesting.
1: It is interesting. Um, second I scene. i got into that.
0: There's a lot of good scenes in this movie. Oh, second scene is this. It has to be when the mom finally has enough of the gremlins and starts Mm -hmm. whooping their ass. (laughs) And the whole trope in the movie is that, you know, the dad's an inventor, but he doesn't make very good inventions. His his inventions are killing machines. They're terrible. They're, like, dangerous, you know? So, like, in this scene she starts using all his appliances against the gremlins so like there's a microwave like she ends up going and like hitting one with the broom into the microwave and then like closing the microwave door and then she presses it and then you just see like the gremlins head exploding you just see like goo go all over the microwave uh, door. it was just it was just awesome 80s shit that's yeah. like you, you only get that kind of shit in the 80s you know what I'm saying and then there was also uh like She went around. She hit. She hit another one. She put one in like a, in like a juicer, in like a like a orange juice juicer, and you just see like green blood, just like fucking squirt everywhere and like go everywhere. It's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, dude, just it's just really funny how she ends up using like all the inventions of the dads Mm -hmm. to kill the gremlins. Yeah, that's uh... like all the kitchen. That's where
1: the horror comedy comes into play because you know it's like it's funny. But also, why it's really funny, like, you know, they're getting killed and all this blood is going around. That um, actually reminds me of freaking um, uh, Brain Dead. It's a movie from Peter Jackson, it's a zombie movie, and they basically. Uh, there's a part where, like, they use, like, different inventions. Like, they use, like, a lawnmower to, like, chop, like, all these zombies up. And it's just, like, nothing but blood and gore just, like, happening and using. they're using their environment or like different inventions to like fucking kill the zombies and stuff but yeah that that movie is definitely like comedy horror and i i wouldn't be surprised that this movie took inspiration for that (laughs) yeah you know
0: yeah i mean um i think it was just really cool how like in this movie well you see Corey feldman first of all too he's like super young and stuff like that And, I mean, a lot of, like, the movies, like, the Goonies and Gremlins have the same kind of tropes. It's, like, the inventor, like, Data, Uh, right? Yeah, also the the same
1: producers of that movie.
0: Right, right. But there was, like, inventions. There was always, always, like, inventions going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, different types of inventors or like, inventions being in there. Um, Another thing is, like, uh, kind of like a trope of Eastern culture coming in. Like of Asian influence, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because like the yeah, whole he, scene in the beginning, yeah, because he Chinatown. goes to
1: Chinatown, yeah.
0: And I love that scene because you really like you see the fog and stuff like that in Chinatown, and you really have the film glow, like only like that '80s neon fog film glow that you get. Like it's really like natural in a, in its own right. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I'm pure. pretty sure like people will know what you're talking about just based on like the discussion
0: it's the vaporwave man yeah. it's vaporwave culture vaporwave,
1: i guess you know
0: um but yeah just uh, final thoughts on gremlins just dude if you haven't watched gremlins yes it's super fucking cheesy yes it's uh it's has a lot of famous like well like people names and stuff attached yeah. to it um but i think if you're a filmmaker or like are aspiring to, you know, do film and stuff like that, it's just really interesting how they were able to use like small puppets and stuff like that to kind of tell us a, a whole entire cool. story. Yeah. And it's like, it really shows that the potential of, you know, if you get good actors and good puppets and stuff like that, you could really tell like an uh, awe inspiring story with like the, like little bit that you have, like they didn't really have a lot of crazy, effects in there it was just more of like gross stuff and like they had like really like dope puppetry and like animatronics and stuff like that like that's what i really feel like can tell a good story too you know Yeah. and i mean we see this on you know the new ghostbusters movie yeah that they still chose to use puppets huh, so it's it's something that stuck around you know and it's yeah, because it holds keeping. up more it really holds, it holds up. up that's yeah. what i'm trying to say like this kind of movie like that so much work mechanically gets put into these little figurines and characters and so much thought into the personalities like that kind of shit holds up over time. So it's something to, you know, look into. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, definitely, um, it definitely helps knowing that it's produced by like, uh, Steven, Steven Spielberg and, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and Marshall, uh, all being producers. Um, and, actually, there's a tidbit where Steven Spielberg actually shows up in the movie. He's the man in the electric wheelchair. Um, I haven't seen the movie that, um, I haven't seen that movie in, like, a while. And I don't remember a man in a wheelchair. <laughs> but, I mean, you saw this last night. Do you remember?
0: <laughs> I don't remember that, man. There's <laughs> a lot of crazy shit that goes on in that movie, yeah. like, towards the end. One another good tidbit from this movie? They actually filmed the main town square is in Universal Studios where they filmed um, Back to the Future. Oh yeah. And I don't know why, but to me, the dog that they use in Gremlins, like Billy's dog, looks very, very similar to Ein yeah. Einstein. Oh my God! <laughs> from Back to the Future, yeah. he looks really similar. It probably is the same dog. Do you know? Yeah, it's the I, that's same what dog? I thought. And I was researching it, and I couldn't find anything on it. So if someone could get back to us on that, I don't know. That'd be dope. But um, let me just say, like, yeah. And uh, they actually, the dog's name in this movie was Marty.
1: Marty. Marty like another, McFly. Like another dog we know.
0: <laughs> like another to reference Marty. to Back to the Future.
1: <laughs> I guess so. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess maybe they are trying to make a connection. They're just not telling us. I've we'll yeah. known a couple years or so. I don't Maybe know, so I mean bit. all
0: all those dogs, you know, all those dog celebrities. Yeah. Well, that's mine.
1: All right. Gremlins. Watch it. Uh I mean going back to me, um my second movie was actually way more funner than the first one. And I've heard about this movie and I heard it was like, you know, much more of a thrill. And well, I mean, I I wouldn't say it's, like, the best movie, but it's definitely something to watch because there's some sense of, like, cringe, and that cringe is kind of fucking funny. And and just, like, looking back at it, like, there's a lot of stupid-ass moments in that movie, and they just make you laugh. Like, it's just like, okay, well, this is obviously, like, a bit of a guilty pleasure here and there, and... I totally forgot. Also, another element I totally forgot watching into this movie is that it's also a musical. And <laughs> they really mix in musical having to fight up zombies. And this movie I'll talk about is Anna and, Apo- yeah, Anna and the Apocalypse. And this movie came out like uh, a couple years ago, actually. I'm going to look it up. But it basically, it just takes place in England. And this girl, she's in high school uh she's basically trying to like um uh plan out her future you know getting ready for her future and her dad is expected to like oh okay well i want you to go to this university and she's kind of like
0: 2017 yeah does that sound right yeah Um, sean of the dead meets la la land yes
1: that's that's, that's, (laughs) that's basically the best description Sorry, I was like, keep talking, I didn't even look for it. But, like, it's it's very light. Uh, it starts off pretty light. <laughs> and it does give a sense of, like, Shaun of the Dead, because it does give a lot of, like, Shaun of the Dead references or, you know, that inspirations. Like, there's yeah. certain things where, like, oh, like, something's making a weird noise, and you think it's a zombie, but it's actually someone that is inhaling from their um, asthma inhaler. <laughs> And, and there's also like a lot of quirkiness to it where there's this whole scene where she's just like, she goes, she goes into like a whole musical bit and like in the whole background, she's just like not paying attention because she has uh, like headphones on and everyone is just getting attacked by zombies and everything's just like in chaos and shit. (laughs) And then they're basically just like, you know, like zombies eating another like person or, you know one of the cars is just like going in reverse and it crashes into another car and just everything is just like in fucking chaos so you get a sense like uh, the apocalypse is happening but like the main characters don't have any like uh, they're not aware of it until it happens until they encounter like one of the zombies in like a real life situation or until not a real life situation but you know a very scary situation and stuff and yeah it's a it's a musical, and sometimes, like, when they break into a song, into, like, a musical piece, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but at times it does. And, you know, it does have its charm, like, having to, like, uh, uh, be this, like, comedy horror, and, you know, they bring this element, like, oh, it's also a musical, because, of course, uh, Anna and her friends are part of, the, like, the theater program, and they're planning to do, like, a Christmas play and all this shit. And all her friends are, like, creatives and stuff. So, you know, you got a guy that, that's into film, and then his girlfriend's an actress. And then she's, like, she's, like, um, they're always calling her, like, a cocky person. Or, you know, she's the lead of every fucking place she gets into. So, she, you know, she's, like, uh, sort of like a Peggy Sue, if you will. And she has a best friend that, you know, it's always loyal to, like, always has her back and shit and you know you get all this like high school type of like uh, characters and basically it's just her having to like figure out her own life and she doesn't want to stay in this whole town and I think that's what the zombie element brings It's kind of saying like okay well you I don't want to be like this lifeless person living like in the same town over and over again you know living day by day and you know she she wants to do something in her life And she wants to like freaking um not just go to college but also like she told her dad like oh i actually want to like travel i want to go to australia and go to like different places before you know going into college so she wants to have life experience before she you know gets stuck into like one situation and whatnot and yeah you definitely get like uh you definitely care for the like, main characters and stuff. And then I think, like, you know, this movie is kind of, like, stupid. It has the stupid moments. And it has, like, uh, very cringeworthy and, like, like again, very, like, uh, guilty pleasures and whatnot. And it goes through that. But then, like, by towards the end when people actually start dying, or her friends start dying, like, there's, like, an emotional attachment and stuff. Uh-huh. And then it's just, like, oh. And then you know like it, it, she does lose people and then you get a sense of like some type of grimness, but also like you, there's a like message at the end of the movie and you know it's for her to like actually uh, keep going with her life you know no matter what's going on and stuff and uh, I think um it really plays with like uh pessimist uh, pessimism against like um Uh, what's the opposite word
0: nihilism
1: (laughs) no optimism versus um optimism and (laughs) pessimism and pessimism yeah there you go and i I guess like you would say that pessimistic person is like the principal and he's sort of a dick and his main goal is like oh i've been this teacher that's been like underrated this whole time but now since i'm gonna be the principal like in a couple months Into the next school year Like This whole fucking school Is gonna be mine And I'm gonna run it The way that I want it And then When this apocalypse happens It kind of ruins his plan And he goes pessimistic And then he's all like You know what Fuck it Of course this shit will happen Like let fucking humanity Fucking die They deserve this shit And you know The school The school was sort of like a, um, They served it as a um, What do you call it for emergencies so they had like a whole group like staying in there and then at one point um, you don't get to see what what point uh, all shit goes to hell uh, but you could tell like the principal just went mad and he just freaking like let all the people die because one person got infected and then like uh, a bunch of a horde of zombies just like you know roamed the school and shit so basically almost everyone dies at the school before like Anna and her friends go to the school to like save like their family members that were staying there for the emergency and shit, and yeah, it wasn't that much of like a happy ending, and they do make a song about like the happy ending in the beginning, so they kind of like foreshadow it. It's like we're not gonna get a Hollywood ending, and then by the end of the movie, they don't get that Hollywood ending. <laughs> And they pretty much, like, set that shit up. So it's it's a little clever how they did, like, little foreshadowings here and there and stuff, you know, towards the end.
0: <laughs> That's cool that, uh, you know, they were able to be whimsical with the outcome. Yeah. You know, that, that doesn't happen often in zombie movies.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the only zombie movie you can think about is, like, Shaun of the Dead. And they definitely was, like, the main inspiration for
0: that. <laughs> Another zombie movie that was... Zombie Land was kind of like that. Yeah. They were kind of whimsical with it. Yeah. It's I, interesting when they I've you can it pull it right. off right, you know. Yeah. So it sounds like this one was one of them that was able to effectively combine all those different genres together.
1: Yeah. They they pulled this one off for what it is, but you also get a sense like I mean, you could have tried a little bit harder, but I I mean like credit to the uh creators because like it's really hard to make a film and you know they actually did have like a a lot of big ideas. Like I heard like the Mm -hmm. opening scene was supposed to be like a musical number with like a drunken Santa (laughs) and they were just supposed to like have like an optimistic like song about like um about living life and how life is so fucking great. And how like a bunch of people just like, you know like um you get to know them a little bit better and then by the end of the movie uh, they all turn into zombies so it just kind of brings it up like oh it's funny how like they're talking about life and how life is great and then they turn into zombies themselves living like lifelessly (laughs) as zombies
0: that's it's a it's a nice little um like kind of like Krampus did yeah you society right
1: yeah exactly for that um but they didn't end up like doing that because of weather reasons so you know they kind of kind of keep going because this was a production and stuff so it's like oh
0: it's it's cool, That's cool. it was cool for uh, what it is how you know? how big were the uh when they did the musicals how how big were the dance numbers did they have like a lot of people involved was it like old school hollywood it type of stuff
1: it was more like i would say like uh more in the sense of like a high school musical type of sense okay so it was like within like like the same room they were all in the same room (laughs) yeah and then people come in and out and stuff and it was like yeah and it was sort of like that and it
0: was like meant it was like a musical meant for film yeah
1: pretty much okay and everything that's cool yeah and every and yeah everyone involved was they knew how to sing and stuff and you know they sung about like different stuff like one guy sung about like oh it's the apocalypse like when it comes to me Killing zombies, I'm on top of the class, and he keep. And that was his fucking, that was his motto for like uh, half the movie and stuff. But he's then top you, of his class. Yeah, um, when it comes to killing zombies, I'm top of my class, and then he's like beating on people, unlike <laughs> dead people. <laughs> but yeah, everyone has like their different quirks and their characters and stuff, and yeah, it was definitely much more fun movie than the other one. But you know, I would say it's like, yeah, it was cool for what it is. And you get to see like, oh, dude, that was kind of stupid, but you know. Do you talk about your, things.
0: your top two scenes? Uh,
1: yeah. I'm, I would say my top two scenes will have to be, Uh, the, no, not the beginning. But I guess like, I would say, oh, there was one where it was kind of like, it was kind of dumb, but it was meant to be funny. But you kind of get it, and I think they were going on the, like the Mean Girls type of trope, where there was that one scene where like you know, the and Mean Girls were they all dressed as like sexy Santa while like being very suggestive. Yeah. And There was one in, one scene right there, but you know she was kind of being suggestive, but in her words, and then everyone around her, everyone around the audience were feeling a little comfortable, like what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and then like some people were kind of enjoying it like they don't know what the fuck she was saying but they enjoyed the song and they were going along with it <laughs> and they were just like oh what the fuck and then by the end of it some people kind of like went up and they clap and then they just look at them and they're like <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like that musical uh number was kind of like um it, it was pretty funny, and very suggestive. And as opposed to like for a sex, high schooler? Se- yeah, for a sexy, <laughs> as opposed to like sexy, like uh, uh, sexy Santa's as girls, there was actually guys. And it was just like one girl right there. And she was just talking about like uh, <laughs> very suggestive stuff about like uh, Christmas. Like, oh, I want Santa to put this in my stockings. And shit, shit like that. I was like,
0: what the fuck, dude? That's
1: stupid (laughs) But I think by the end of it I was just like Kind of laughing Because it's like um... (laughs) Because you get to see The audience like Witness that And they're just like What the fuck is going on It's about (laughs) But then you question it And it's just like Okay
0: It's about shocking the public
1: The the principal watched this And then he got mad And I'm just like Did you not watch Like the rehearsals Doing this Because I don't think He fucking cared while doing this shit. So
0: They never I mean, do. They
1: never do. They never do. <laughs> There's a logic to it, I guess. Um I guess my second one will have to be uh I guess like towards the end. Because uh like I said there was like the pessimistic principle and him having to be like the main over the top bad guy and um Basically, uh, her dad was still alive and she was trying to reach her dad, you know, even though they didn't agree or were on terms on, like, her future, she still cared about her. And basically, he was being held hostage, like, in the in the theater, in the theater stage while there was, like, a whole lot of the, zombies. Oh, at
0: the, in the stage at the high school? Yeah.
1: The same stage, they were there to, like, rehearse their, their play and shit. And it's, then? And basically she got there and um, you know she whooped a lot of ass cause you know she was trying to save her dad and there's an iconic there's like a not iconic but I guess like a poster of this of this movie where it's like her with like a peppermint and it's a giant peppermint and there's like a steak like at the end of it and she does uses that shit a lot and she used that towards like towards the end of the when she was trying to save her dad and stuff and that whole musical number where he was, like, singing and then the zombies are, like... She's trying to fight up the zombies. That's when he's, like, saying all this shit about, like, you know, humanity. Like, oh, we should, who gives a fuck? And then she's the one that's, like, representing us hope and stuff. So, you know, there's a bit of duality going there, here and there. And then, you know, by the end of it, like, uh, spoilers alert. Fucking... Her dad doesn't make it because he got bit at one point finding off, like, the principal. And the principal got ripped apart which was like kind of satisfying but you don't get to see it because budget reasons i guess <laughs> but yeah it was sort of a cool ending to have it to have it like that because it makes sense and there was a lot of callbacks and a lot of foreshadowing. there's a couple of foreshadowings uh that happened and it was just like oh okay so they made a callback on that so i was like oh all right cool like they got the beat That's right cool. on that one yeah so I, I i guess that would be my second one final thoughts My final thoughts, this movie is a guilty pleasure in some sense, but also functioning as like, you know, a good movie and they do have like a lot of creative like um, ideas and inputs going into this movie and they work well and sometimes you feel like "Eh, it could have been better, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to tell yourself. This is what the movie is, and this is what the movie is meant to be. So, you know, enjoy it for what it is. So, I gotta say. <laughs> <Hey>. Cool.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of our analysis on these uh, four crossover movies of spookiness and Christmassiness. I don't know what to call that. See, hey, all right. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Sorry, i was just, I was talking for like twenty minutes straight, and then you just like a little bit deranged.
0: Let me tell you, not a joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let me tell you not, still not a joke right there by the way, this is actually a nine point five and I'm at the end of it, so I'm having actually having a good buzz. <laughs>
0: Yeah, me too. It's these stouts, man. Get it's you nice and warm. High. <laughs> what what, do you, what is your untapped? I think we're ready for the untapped yeah, rating. Yeah, I think we're ready. Uh, yeah, I did. I think, think we of, need to do I a sound for the untapped so. rating. Yeah, like a so bottle too. cap or something.
1: He's like, Phew. our final thoughts. Yeah. I'm just very final thoughts. Final thoughts of the blue. Um Yeah, uh, I guess uh, I would say like my rating would have to be three point seventy five. It's definitely juice. Okay. It's definitely, like, sweet. Um, a lot of coffee notes and stuff. And I want to say this, like, this is the best, like, stout around. But it right. definitely brings, like, a lot of um, good notes. And I, I just don't want to, like, um, I guess this is one to sip. Because you kind of feel like it's a little bit strong. But at the same time, like, you don't. Um, how would I say this? You don't I guess you don't want to drink it too fast. And the sweetness is actually uh, it gets a little overpowered at times uh, over time because like as I'm like like kind of touching my lips, it's a little sticky. So it's just like, oh fuck, huh. like they actually it's actually do have a lot of I mean like, these stouts,
0: like, I mean, especially when they're barrel aged, they have a lot of sugars. Yeah. You know mixed into it that's why they come out so sweet you know (laughs) so like um just naturally it's gonna have that syrupiness you Mm. know that's what i love about them
1: yeah i know and also it's like fuck you're gonna be fucking lit but you kind of need to like (laughs) bring yourself down a little bit in some sense that's what the weed is for
0: yeah um I think for mine, I got to give it a solid 2.5 right in the middle. Because it's it's just – it's what I expect a stout to be. And maybe my – just what I expect from stouts is, like, really, you know, above par. But, I mean, for me, like, when I see a label, like, I expect the label to kind of represent what I drink, right? Yeah. I mean – this has a big ass chocolate chip cookie on it. I did get chocolate notes, but I feel like I got more whiskey notes than I did chocolate notes. Yeah. Um I think what they could have done to give it more maybe like chocolate chip cookie kind of flavor is maybe added more vanilla to it it did have vanilla notes but that's the tricky part with stouts if you add too much vanilla it'll like absorb all of that shit if you yeah um
1: definitely will i don't overcome. know
0: man it's <laughs> like i just wanted like i wanted i wanted the softness of the cookie i wanted like the i wasn't looking forward to the chocolate chip so much as like the actual cookie flavor you know what i'm saying yeah i was looking forward more to the cookie flavor than the chocolate it's yeah. It's easy to replicate chocolate flavor.
1: Yeah, it really is, it's especially hard. when it comes to um, making
0: the uh, stouts for it. Um, but but regardless, it was a it was an all around good experience. Had a ten point five. That's a heavy weigh-er. It was eight bucks, I believe. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, it was ten bucks. It's worth it. So. It was it, for 22 That's an price. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're coming out with a 12 day of Christmas series, and I feel like this might have been one of the ones that they were just like, okay, well, we've, we know how to do a stout. We know how to add chocolate notes to it. Guess what? Baker's doesn't. You know what I'm saying? We got another one for our palate. I would be better with one seasonal beer that you actually put a lot of time into. Mm. Then twelve seasonal beers That's that true. you put whatever time to. Yeah, you know what I I'm would, saying?
1: yeah, because at least one of them is gonna, you know, be the more popular one, the one that stands out the Choco most. Meza, perfect example. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like they spent time to that do that side, one, they did yeah. it right. You know.
1: Yeah, that was right. And
0: now it's out, and now it's everywhere, and it's dude, it's fifteen bucks a pack.
1: Yeah, I've been seeing it's them like around 15 more. Fifteen bucks a
0: pack. Yeah, I've been seeing that shit around Nor I thought I was gonna be yeah. done with it. Alright, well <laughs> uh, I'm gonna stand with mine two point five on my untapped rating. Delicious beer uh from Karl Strauss. I've never actually had a stout from Karl Strauss like that one. Yeah, I so so I commend them for expanding in that direction. Yeah. That's that's something new for them. Um good shit. 2.5 right shit. in the middle. Good shit. You don't want to be on the other end, right?
1: I guess not. I guess not.
0: So, um, should we sip go? Sip on, on this?
1: Sip on this, yeah. That's... Okay, hit it. Uh, we still don't have something for a sip, sip on this. Well, uh, I guess like a sum for that.
0: But. We got to put that on, that on the list before sip, next year. Sip on this. Sip on this.
1: Yeah. So, wait. A
0: ship on this. Sip on this.
1: Ship on this. Uh, do you have a sip on this?
0: Yes. Um, I actually bought the. I haven't played it because I don't own a Switch, but I recently got it, and I started to play Warrior Wear Ink on mm-hmm. Switch. Really? Yeah. Uh, Roxy has a, a Switch, and I put in fucking Warrior Wear Ink, and I was playing it with uh her nephew. And it's to they have a two player co op story mode, which is pretty cool, yeah. And they also have the multiplayer mode with four players, but you have to unlock it through the story mode, so you have to play the story mode to like play other stuff, kind of like their other Nintendo games where you have to unlock stuff to get everything, yeah, yeah, so. I only played a couple rounds of it but it's a really cool game we had a lot of fun playing it it's a good passable controller game so it looks like two people play and then it's like someone fucks up it's like okay pass remote you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's the kind of game it is um but i'm curious to see what the four players like really fun stuff really cool graphics you know they always take pictures and then make them pngs and then use them within the game. So it was like really interesting oh, how shit. That's they put it together and uh, basically like the premises they're at WarioWare Inc. <laughs> yeah. It's like a like literally like a building.
1: Like a corporation.
0: Like, yes, I finished the new game. Uh-huh. and then everyone's like yeah all this development team are like a little bunch of anime characters yeah and um basically like he's like oh no a glitch and then like it goes up in the air and then like it sucks everybody into like this digital world
1: oh shit and then like
0: uh That's basically everyone is becomes like digital characters so like his whole team the they all become, like digital characters <laughs> and they're only allowed to do like two or three things so each of them all have like there's, like, 16 characters, maybe, and all of them have different tropes. So, like, they all can do, like, a specific thing. So, Wario is, like, he can fly around with a an pack and, like, do his shove move. So, like, that's his thing. And then, like, everybody has their own things. But there's at least, like, there's, like, a lot of characters really that you can choose from. So, check that game out. If you're looking for a multiplayer game for the holidays, I would suggest that one because it's easy for kids to play.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's easy for them to follow up on. Huh. yeah that's crazy and and anybody old or young for them to just hop on and know what's going on
1: yeah sounds like a good concept from what you detailed especially like yeah. everyone being digitalized it sounds like the metaverse
0: <laughs> it's pretty interesting
1: yeah I've been wanting to get into um, the new Mario Party the one where they um, have like the old boards but I guess gets transitioned into like a newer uh, for the oh. newer graphics yeah um my friend wants to um uh my friend that we knew um he wanted to get that game but he's too broke so i feel like i have to go buy it so (laughs) but eventually i'm gonna get that game yeah i'm gonna go get it i'm gonna maybe just buy yourself a switch just buy (laughs) it i really have a switch well what's
0: your sip on this
1: um i mean i guess going into like uh going into video games um uh, I guess I would want to go my sip on is on Far Cry 6. Of course, this game already came out like in October. But they already have like DLCs being released like on uh, every month. So if you get like the DLC pack, like of course, you're I'm American going to get like the DLC that's, uh, that's going to be released that month. So Insanity is already going to be released. It's already released as it is. Um, Ubisoft's already releasing like free content as well. And the uh, content I'm looking forward to is Danny and Danny versus everyone, which is basically like Danny, the character in Far Cry 6, whether it's a boy or a girl, um, collaborating with Danny Trejo. And you're basically, what? yeah, digital, uh, I guess the digital, um, Danny Trejo, like uh, motion capture and everything. And you're basically have to freaking, um, drive his taco truck deliver it to the people while finding like the the um, oppressed government that you're um, living in <laughs>
0: what the
1: fuck yeah I don't know that how it's so really wild. gonna I be so wild I wanna play this uh, no, but here's the thing cause you also talk about co-op this game is also co-op so we could actually cross play if you get like the PS4 version or PC version of Far Cry 6 oh Far Cry yeah
0: Far Cry what? Far Cry 6 I'll look into the details. It's a first-person shooter, so, yeah. <laughs> I actually just bought, um... Finally, Doom Eternal for sale. Really? On sale. $13! Are you kidding me?
1: Honestly, play, like, on the keyboard and the fucking um, mouse, because you're going to have a while well last time. I feel, I feel the mobility is more important for those type of games, because you have to, like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> right i guess you're right every level yeah. i turn my sensitivity up on the playstation yeah. bro and high I'm up your fucking on
1: sensitivity trick. on that well when it comes to mouse the sensitivity is much much more like comfortable but also like
0: very yeah, mobile but the thing is is for look if you're gaming for a long time mouse and keyboard is not the way to go
1: in some games it's yes Carpal tunnel and no in some games yes and yeah you're right about the carpal tunnel but it works way better than the controller. Cause I tried to play Xbox with the Xbox controller with like Doom, and it just didn't what work with me. What need to
0: do is maybe come out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, it didn't work with me, and I thought like the keyboard and mouse works way better with the mobility mm-hmm. with um the insanity having to do with like uh, Doom Eternal and stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't get like carpal tunnel on that. I didn't get any cramps or anything like doing that. But that's only because I'm not used to, like, keyboarding mouse, so I was just kind of new to it. But I don't know. I I must have done something right, <laughs> I guess, but I don't know. I, I guess I would recommend that for, like, those type of games, to
0: be honest. First-person shooters. Oh, yeah, man. Well, this will wrap up the first episode of our Christmas season. I don't know and, what we're uh, do for the we've next announced Christmas season. <laughs> yeah, well we've announced the uh giveaway that we're gonna do, so look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. And this is open to anybody, whether you're overseas, whether you're, you know, anywhere. This you have to be twenty one and over. We will, please. we will make sure. Yeah, it's twenty one and over. You have to be twenty one and over, obviously, because we're gonna be sending some gifts from uh we're going to be sending merchandise. Let's just yes. leave it like that. We're going to be the so Santas. If, if you want to make sure you uh, you know, like our, and uh, follow us on Instagram and follow Mr. Kegs in Huntington Beach, that's the first part of the giveaway. And we're going to announce the other two parts soon. So look forward to that, people. This has been Golden Craft Calf. Push that button. Push the button. Go. Yeah, to world. World. we gotta do another episode like like this search remotely. I kind of yeah. like this.
1: I feel like we should do this more, a little bit more often. If we're feeling lazy, we gotta
0: fi- we gotta figure out how to do it with the go live with it at the
1: same time. You're right.
0: That's uh, that's where we gotta figure out. We'll
1: figure it out.
0: We're All learning right, here, I... people.
1: We're signing off. We get it together. We're good and. Looking forward to, okay. Looking forward to everything that we announce, and i hope to see you on the next one. Everyone, stay golden. Uh, Happy holidays! Merry people. Christmas! We'll see you on the next
0: podcast.
1: Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays! Thank you, tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.
0: Oh, follow us at Golden Craftcast on the IG, and click our link in our bio, and that's all our link tree.
1: You'll yep. we'll see everything there. This is the first our iteration of handles. going into the raffle. This is us. Peace out. Signing off. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.